0: Welcome, everyone, to the Sigils Committee Podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of August 13th, 2023. We are 13 days away from football. Yay! And I am so incredibly excited for week zero. I've now hit that point. With me tonight, as always, I've got Kamish, then I have P- P- Pith Girl. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Beth
1: and Pit Girl. <laughs> did you put like Wait. Beth and Pit together? I did, yes. Okay. <laughs> Just like when and I get How Beth do you
2: feel P- about that, Beth? this is the weirdest voltron
0: (laughs) i just you're you're gonna love your script west virginia shirt that i'm getting for you i'm telling you it's gonna be great for the brawl
2: listen all i wanted this weekend was a shirt that was like that was all i wanted in the world because they rebranded as the the curve rebranded as the altoona pizzas this weekend so like my mission was like i will end this weekend with a t-shirt complete and utter failure oh Mm, i'm I got there and all the staff is wearing t-shirts and they're like, yeah, we bought them out of the shirts. And I'm like, how did this happen?
0: Everyone wants a slice of Altoona so pizza. No
2: one could have shirts, except the people who actually worked for the
0: curve. Well, commish. Well, I know I'm not gonna start with commissioner, right? I never start with Kamesh. What am I doing? Hey girl, how are you?
3: I'm okay. It's been a weird day. And I am going to be out of town for most of the next week because I have an actual job that's having an actual conference. So it's been a weird day, but I'm excited. It's good.
2: All oh. is good. Hope your conference doesn't realign. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Beth, how are you? Minus shirts, but otherwise good. Sunburnt and here.
1: Dimash? I'm good. Just kind of excited. You got football coming up. We have our, our finale of our 41 part series on this podcast. So this is, I didn't think we'd ever get to the end of this. <laughs> I literally, I,
0: lo- I was sure we were going to just taper this thing off. I was gonna we ta- ta- well,
1: But, but to get to completion. On, on a 41 part series kind of nervous little like you know anxious and like i uh, just just want to cap it off the right way
2: today on a very special episode of the sickos committee podcast we present us actually finishing something we started
1: <laughs> i thought this was the one
0: where Kamish takes caffeine pills right. as an addiction I are
2: mean, you so excited, I, so excited. I, I i
1: am so excited i am so excited i i, I i'm scared <laughs> Hug me, Zach Morris. Okay.
2: So, Pit Girl, there used to be this show <laughs> called Saved by the Bell.
0: Not the new class, the not original class. The new class, no. the new class went on for like 10 years.
3: So I'm aware of the existence of that show, but I never watched it. Really? No.
0: Okay, we gotta get you through
1: it's, it's all, all right. seasons of that. It's all no, right. No, it's not all right, it's great. No, it's all right, because she's Saved by the Bell.
3: <laughs> okay. When I
1: wake just... up in the morning, before we get
0: too far, I do want to say congratulations to our good friend Arch. He's committee adjacent, a member of the committee in good standing. He was part of the staff that worked for the DCI Corps, the Blue Devils, and he got his championship ring. Congrats to all the Blue Devils out there. Congrats to everyone that competed in Indy. It was apparently a really great show. The battle for second, third, and fourth was extremely close. Uh, the Blue Coats ended up in second, the Blue Devils ended up winning, and Carolina Crown ended up in third with the high brass marks. The Cavaliers, which are one of the oldest corps, been around forever and ever and ever, Mm -hmm. came in eighth, but won best percussion, which should tell you how good the percussion line was that they managed to drag the rest of them up to that point. I think they're the only all-male corps left as well. I think think so. Because the Madison Scouts finally went co-ed in 2019 or something. But the Cavaliers, I think, are still all-male. Yeah, if you don't know dci is a professional marching band they have their big finale every year in Indy this week and everyone goes crazy for it and this is 21st blue devil championship this is their first three pete congratulations to them congrats arch everyone gets to go home and shower for two days before school starts the worst are high school kids that do this because if you're in college and you do core at least you get a week or two off before school starts but if you're in high school high school's already started in texas
3: Yeah, I was just about to say that depends on where you live, because school in PA doesn't start until at the earliest the
2: week before Labor Day. Yeah,
0: like these guys, they're coming back to Texas. They're actually already missed three days of school. School started Wednesday last week in my district, which is way too early.
2: For what it's worth, it does start here earlier than the week before Labor Day, but life is weird. Okay.
0: Well, guys, since we're so close to the season, it's time to do our previews. Now, if we've never done previews before, cause last time we started the podcast right as the season began, and our first episode was just us bullshitting about our rankings, I believe. Yeah. This year we have preview time. We do. And we were trying to think, what does that actually mean for us? Because there are plenty of podcasts that do previews, but you want something more of our flavor. So Kamish came up with the idea. Kamish, you want to tell him?
1: You know, if you listen to other college football podcasts, which, you know, we can acknowledge there are some. Uh, yeah, and course. then there's, there's, there's experts uh, on these podcasts that, that tell you what to think, and they tell you how good your team is going to be, and they tell you what to expect from their schedule, and, and you know, what players to look out for, and things of that nature. Yeah, that, that's, that's fine and, and dandy, but that's not the Sickos Committee style. You know, for us, we, we wanted to do something a little bit different, so basically, in my head, I had a concept of, of just random wheels in my head that we could spin. And so the wheels in my brain were spinning and I came up with this, this, this thing that we're, we're going to talk about. Yes, of course. It's a, it's an awesome acronym and a lovely tongue twister. Welcome to the super sicko spinning selection season preview forecast. The SSS, SSPF, AKA the five SPF.
0: we love- Wheel of fortune music this is my this is the one that i remember from Wheel of fortune apparently there's been like 10 versions of the theme i didn't realize there were so many but that one right there that's like that's like 83 to 89 and for some reason that's the one in my brain oh yeah i've
3: never heard that one
0: yeah that's that's the one i remember like watching my grandma my grandma would watch wheel
2: on the big tv that was like mostly furniture but also tv
0: god those fucking yeah those those cabinet tvs Mm -hmm. Mm
2: mm-hmm My when grandparents the, had one of those. I remember those.
0: When the dial came off and you had to use the pliers to turn the yep. thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, We had needle nose pliers that we hung on a
0: little hook next mm-hmm. to them. The good pliers. The TV. Yeah. Th- the remote pliers.
2: Yeah. yeah. It made for a really good cho- children's sermon one time in church. Everybody <laughs> offered my dad a new TV afterward. <laughs>
0: Okay, so I have wheels upon wheels. That's right. Was that, was that Ezekiel? Ezekiel saw
1: a wheel? Sure. Yes, a wheel? way up
0: in the air. Okay, uh-huh.
1: Perfect. That's where they're going to be for us. B-
2: biblically
3: accurate
1: biblically college accurate.
3: football season preview? Yeah, Is perfect. that what we're getting here? That's
1: what we're yes. going for, uh, definitely. In the tag Ezekiel, the most
2: biblically oh. accurate prophet.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what they all say about Ezekiel. The tagline for this uh, is protect yourself from harmful expert radiation caused by overexposure to expert analysis. Use 5 SPF. What we're going to do here, just going to break it down. So we're going to spin for a Power 5 conference, uh, and then, you know, we'll spin for like a G5 conference. Then we're going to, whatever conference it lands on, we're going to spin for the teams in that conference. And then we're going to spin for what we're going to talk about that team. And it's just going to be brief, random things. (laughs) we're spinning it's this uh, the super sicko spinning we're going to be spinny. you're going to get dizzy by the end of this it's going to be a lot of fun uh we have 14 random different things that you can land on so we have no idea how this is going to go how long it's going to take but uh let's get to it
0: okay for our for our power five conference we are going to go with
1: oh it's spinning man this is serious here this is no power five conference we got so close we're starting with AC the ACC
2: <laughs> okay perfect could
0: you guys hear could you guys hear the spinning sound or no yes.
2: oh, yeah oh yes
0: okay awesome I just want to make sure I wouldn't have to layer it in you otherwise.
2: can change how many seconds it will actually spin okay oh,
0: cool. yeah
2: I use this for scales for my kids
1: beautiful
0: we
2: spin for what scale they have to do
0: okay let me get my uh, ACC teams up so many tabs do, 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 do. you don't I know don't that know how many you can't you can't see how many tabs I have so you don't know that
1: sorry I
2: know in my heart oh
1: no, you don't oh that's not it <laughs> all right now let's see now we're gonna go through all of these teams but it's gonna be random spinny order
0: okay, let's, here.
1: let's see who we go first with the ACC
0: I gotta slow this I got to speed this, 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 this up
1: it's <laughs> so long this is a long spin again we're oh my god. This. this is very sickos we start with Clemson.
0: Okay. Clemson. And then we have this one. How in-depth our discussion is going to be.
1: That's right. There's 14 random different things. We get to talk about on how in-depth we'll talk about Clemson. We probably should have told you what they are, but it's going to be a surprise. It's will says, they Make a bowl game. Will, you, will they make a bowl game? Yes or no?
3: And which bowl game?
1: Hmm. And, and guess the bowl game. Yes. The ACC bowl game tie ins. Hold up. There we go. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Clemson's going to make a bowl game. Bold. A bold. Take. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out there. I'm putting it out there.
2: So it looks like I'm seeing the uh, Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl.
0: Oh, good choice. Yeah.
2: I'm seeing the Ticket Smarter Ooh, Birmingham, Birmingham Bowl. The, the Military Bowl. Okay. Everyone's favorite bowl, the Duke's Mayo Bowl.
1: Yes.
2: San Diego Credit Union Holiday Bowl.
1: Not anymore wasabi
2: no. fenway bowl no. the bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl Ooh, that'd be fun the pop tarts bowl Ooh. the tax slayer gator bowl okay the tony the tiger sun bowl and the relia quest
1: bowl
0: and then relia quest bowl used to be the outback bowl i believe yes that's <clears throat> i believe so yes, yes. go ahead she started saying yes
1: so there yes they're, i think they're gonna make a bowl game i'm gonna Bold. say yes i am gonna go out on a limb and say clemson will make a bowl game As for the bowl game, I am going to say that they are in, I think they may make the New Year Six. I'll say that. Okay. So are you going to put them in the Orange Bowl? I will put them in the, they're going to the Peach Bowl in my mind. Okay. Unless it's a playoff game. I don't know. (laughs) Beth,
0: how are you on this?
2: I think that those scrappy underdogs will somehow put it together this season and make it to a bowl game. I do think that they may stub some toes this year. And so I am going to send them, I'll send them to the Gator Bowl. Okay. I like it. Enjoy Jacksonville.
3: I would like to send Clemson to the Fenway Bowl. So I'm sending them to the Fenway Bowl. How do they get there? I don't know. But I would like to believe that they do.
0: Uh, I'm going to send them. I guess they're making a bowl. And I am going to send them to the Pop-Tart Bowl. Because I remember Dabo getting fed Cheez-Its one year.
1: Ooh, now nice.
0: you by- by Prince Edward, and I want to see him being fed by whatever the pop talk mascot from hell is. Ooh, be like Ooh a on a
1: fainting couch? Oh, nice. Yes. You need to take Clemson out of the wheel.
0: Yeah, I should have done that.
1: Yeah, it, it had the option after that. Oh, cool. Yeah. You, come yeah. On. So, all right, okay, the next I, ACC team coming up. So it,
0: I sped it up. Okay. Okay. North Carolina. All right. Ooh. And our question is? You're not sounding the tiki 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 I don't hear ticky the tiki-tikis. So. Okay, I'll add it back in. Nope, I just pressed the wrong button. We are saying for them. Sorry, I missed it. Nope. Who is number
1: 69? <laughs> Who is number UNT 69 on North roster.
3: Carolina?
1: North Carolina hey, who's roster, who's going roster. for
3: it? You have to I'm, listen to us Google race to get there first. Yep,
0: okay. Here we go. That would be Jarvis Hicks, offensive line. He's a redshirt freshman from Cartersville, Georgia. He is 295 and six foot six. In three quarters. We're okay. fucking measuring people like they're, like they're fucking like third graders. Asked and answered.
1: That's it. Yeah. That's all you get for your preview. You get number 69, North Carolina, and that's it. Nice. Nice. Next up
0: Duke. Duke. I'm about to get rid of North Carolina too. Duke. And then our depth of discussion is. we move to this city? Why or why not?
1: Durham, North Carolina. Would you move to the city where Duke is? Why or why not? I don't know. I've never had North Carolina barbecue. I've never been to the state of North Carolina. We
0: gotta go to the Uh, Outer Banks. Let's do an Outer Banks trip, guys.
1: mm. Okay, sure. I like Outer Banks. Is that a show or something? (laughs) I think so. It could could be. Okay. uh,
3: We could make it one.
1: Okay, sure. You don't have Uh, an
0: OBX sticker in your car?
1: No, I don't. I don't. So would I move to Durham, North Carolina? Mm-hmm. Um, if I had a job that paid me well enough to live there, yes, I would. Beth?
2: I found a steak fritz rest- uh, restaurant extremely quickly, and that's all I need. So, yes, I would move there. Hey, girl, I would consider it. I was in
3: Raleigh for a, di- a previous job several years ago, a while and it was cool. And I would consider it. If there was a compelling reason to move, but I wouldn't just up and move right now.
0: I would absolutely up and go right now because it's so fucking hot here. I need to go someplace where it's not quite as hot. Apparently it doesn't include the Pacific Northwest right now. Seattle's like at a hundred. That sounds awful. Duke is done. Next. <laughs> you spent the correct amount of time talking about Duke football. That's right. Why is this one so long
1: now? I don't know. You keep messing with the settings. Who we got? boston, boston college. college all right what are we talking about boston college everyone loves
0: boston college football we do
1: oh shit no uh, no will, will they exceed the brian ferentz line 25 points per game
3: you know i don't know
1: what did they average boston. last year
3: i'm looking right
1: now
0: from just like rough back of back of envelope math oh, no i oh, don't think close. they cleared it I don't think they cleared it, and that includes a forty-four to zero loss to Notre Dame. Boston
2: College, twenty twenty-two, they were three and nine. They... Their points per game was seventeen point seven five. So, yeah. oh no, Ooh. no, not yeah. not close. I,
1: I don't no. think. I, I don't. So we're gonna say no on the fairness line for the Boston College Eagles
2: it's they, they they're the, they're
1: the golden eagles
2: yes they are uh checking okay. the this is more of a schedule the goal, for BC. the
1: golden eagles are, are southern miss but okay
0: is it not is it boston college aren't the golden eagles no they're just oh, the eagles
1: they're just the regular eagles okay never regular mind eagles. that eagles that's all right Take oh they're, oh, they're playing.
0: playing holy cross why are they doing
3: that that's oh,
1: not no. gonna go well the sacred College. Oh, i remember practice. this yeah yes
3: their um, non-con is niu holy cross and army
1: <laughs> nope don't bad. do this to bad. yourself bad. bc bad. love yourself we're all voting no on 25 I, points per game for Boston College. All right. Sorry, Boston College. Next team. Syracuse. Syracuse. And? be funny if they got their question. We talk about their rivalry games, only defined by Wikipedia.
3: I think Pitt Syracuse is technically defined as a rivalry by Wikipedia.
1: There are lots of weird ones here.
2: Rivalries
1: Boston College Syracuse rivalry. Ooh.
2: Pitt. Are they playing Colgate
0: this year?
1: <laughs> I don't think so. So they have five rivalries listed Boston College, Pitt, <laughs> West Virginia, Penn State, yeah. and Colgate.
0: Which of those are they
1: playing? They are this playing year?
2: Colgate this year. They play Colgate September 2nd. Wow. Yes. Toothpaste talk. Make it happen.
0: Okay. Hey. What is it called? It's just called the Colgate-Syracuse football rivalry. Okay.
1: We hope they beat Colgate.
0: Colgate was not great last year, but they look like they're going to turn around
1: a little bit at least. Wow. This series has gone, has happened since 1891 was the first game. Oh, Mm. yeah. No,
0: a lot of these New New, New England series Mm -hmm. are like, oh, yeah, we've done this. There was a gap, however, in this series, a 20-year gap between 61 and 81.
1: Do you believe that this series is tied overall (laughs) 31-31-5? Oh, this is it This is it. This is it oh my god we gotta hype this up this is why colgate now is your time colgate takes the lead in the all-time series if they beat syracuse do they play anybody else i think they play Pitt in boston college they right? play
3: both Pitt and bc because okay. the acc has switched to pods and we're we're all in a pod together pods.
1: three Ps in a pod
0: the pittsburgh mm-hmm. syracuse rivalry has gone on since 1916 and this is when they're playing in the bronx that's right yes, yes. Oh record calendars stadium. now
3: for veterans day
1: don't threaten our veterans like that how to how better to honor our veterans than, than syracuse pit in yankee stadium for the 100th anniversary of games in yankee stadium but the old yankee stadium doesn't exist anymore it's a new yankee stadium so this makes a whole bunch of sense i love mm-hmm.
2: it <laughs> Can I just say that, like the fact that the that West Virginia has the only trophy rivalry with with Syracuse and doesn't get to play them anymore is yet another reason why realignment is dumb and stupid, and I
1: hate it. Okay, there's a
2: trophy. Read
1: read the name of the trophy for the Syracuse. It thing. is
2: named after legendary Syracuse coach Ben Schwartzwalder. It's the Schwartzwalder Trophy.
0: Okay, the trophy is actually pretty good. I'm dropping a link in our Discord chat. I mean, it's not like amazing. It's a it's you know it's a football.
1: All right, so we... it's a football with it's a football with dudes. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. it's got some dudes. Dudes next to it. you got a coach, and then you got a dude. All right, that's it. Syracuse ah. done. You
0: know what, Comesh? I was a little, I was a little curious about how this would go. I'm really liking this kind of preview. <laughs>
1: this is digging.
0: Yeah.
1: Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> well, Louisville. Eventually, you're going to learn to play it right. Louisville. <laughs> it's weird because I get mad when somebody can't say New Orleans. All right, we got to find out who the special teams coach is for Louisville or Louisville, L- Louisville.
3: Carl Muslowski.
1: Where, okay, does he have a Wikipedia page?
3: Uh, his LinkedIn comes up first, actually, <laughs> and then there's a Sports Illustrated article about it. Carl Muslowski, special teams coordinator outside linesbacker, University of Louisville. There's
2: gets... also Stu Holtz, who is a special teams coordinator.
0: I'm sorry. How I'm many sorry. Do we
2: have? Stu Holtz, Stu Holtz, sorry. One Holt, not a Holtz. Oh, okay, thank God. I was like,
0: holy fuck, are there more of them? <laughs> We thought uh, we were Car- done. Carl oh, is lucky. Also gets- I
2: don't know. It's very confusing.
0: He also they- gets the great email of Carl at
1: go.com. That's it? Just straight up Carl?
2: Yes, he's just we Carl.
1: Gotta, we got to email him. Hey, Carl, how you doing? I'm going to have to bleep that There's out. There's also
2: probably. a Mark. We can
0: we can email Mark.
1: Bleep, bleep out the email. Bleep it out. <laughs> okay. I, I was going to say, apparently he, done.
0: apparently he went to Northern Michigan. Sure. Cool. He played in the Superior Next. Dome. Awesome. Oh, there you go. He's a dome man.
1: Go.
2: Florida State. State. Are they still in the ACC? I didn't check this morning. They oh. are against their will. They're yeah. locked in with us. Take it. Oh, it's a hostage situation.
1: Jordan, they si- they signed sign the Florida grant of rights. So that's on them. Take out Florida One of these State days and I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll remember to do that. Thank you. There you go. All right. Let's go. Let's go. They're punter They're only. Punter. That's it. That's all we get here.
3: Florida State Punter
1: 2023. Alex Mastromano?
0: The punter? Double check, sure. make sure that's him. Yeah, it looks like it. He's also their primary holder.
1: Oh, he's an Aussie. All right, six one two thirty five from Melbourne. He was the punter and primary holder in all thirteen games. He averaged forty one point eight punts uh, yards per punt with thirty four punts, with a long of uh, I lost my spot here. Ah! a long of fifty three. So that's it. Uh, he had five punts of at least fifty yards uh 14 punts landed inside the 20 yard line and he forced a fair catch on nine punts. Uh he he punted a six total times uh between a 45 to 3 victory at Miami and a 38 to 3 win at Syracuse dropping all six inside the 20 yard line.
2: Look at the chat. Look at the chat. Look at the chat. Look at the chat. Love oh it's
1: great. Oh, oh he's, he's got a bullet. It's beautiful.
2: Ooh. Winner. That is a very Floridian man
1: despite
3: oh, the fact to... that he's from he's Australia.
1: A... I'm trying to figure out how old he is.
3: What is Australia, if not the world's
2: Florida?
1: He's a red shirt junior.
3: He's
2: managed to have a pun. He's managed to have a mullet that is all business. It is.
1: It's all business. This is
2: business in the front end business in the back.
1: So let's see here. Before Florida State, he was a multi-sport athlete who competed in Australian rules, football, tennis, track and field, and he played for Collingwood in the Victorian Premier League. He helped lead Brighton to -to back-to-back APS premierships scored nearly 35 goals for Brighton, nominated for the 2017 VAFA Rising Star Award. He joined Brighton's under 19 team as a junior at Brighton. So that's 2017, under 19.
0: Okay, so he's, not, he's not one of the super old punters. That's a super he's not like old, one. so he's,
1: he's late 20s. There's your punter for Florida State, and that is their preview.
0: Next up, we have
1: Virginia. Virginia. The calves. What are we talking about? The calves here. Oh, oh. Christ. Go to hide choice. Oh, are done. No, not no, this so one. Done here. Yeah. Not on this one. Yes. Okay. So the question that they got is the Syracuse question. Is Virginia good? No, they're not good. Um, you know, with the circumstances last year, what, what occurred, we hope for a magical season this year, they were not great last year. They have a lot of transfers in and out. I'm going to say probably not, but we hope for the best.
0: Their first game is at Tennessee. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Versus Tennessee at Nissan stadium.
1: Oh, why?
0: And then they host James Madison. That's one in two guys.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I pick girl. You're muted. So I can't hear your,
3: that is a oh no, Virginia, make better decisions and be kinder to yourself because that is
0: nah, no, no. Nah. You're
3: looking at maybe 0-2. Don't oh, do it's this.
0: A, it's okay, though, because their FCS game is William & Mary. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Who was running up big points last year as well. And I think took out an FCS. They took, took out, out Charlotte points. last year. By, yeah, they, and they beat them
1: by like 17 last mm-hmm. year. Yes. So we're going to say tentatively, uh, is Virginia good? No, not right now.
2: The beatings will continue until the Cavaliers improve.
1: <laughs> I like that. The Cavaliers. Past the Cavaliers, NC State. NC State next. Here we go.
3: Record, record prediction, prediction only.
1: only. Eight and four. Eight and four. Oh, I, I, I haven't looked at the team. So don't don't look, look at the to look schedule. At it. Just You don't need to look
0: only. at the. You don't need to look seven at the five. schedule. Seven it's
3: seven UNC, five. or I'm sorry, it's NC State. It's always eight and four.
1: Seven and five. What you got, Beth?
0: Hmm.
2: It's a compelling case. I'll go with eight and four. <laughs> Nine and three. Oh, oh! Whoa, <laughs> spicy! Oh, you spicy. looked at the schedule and saw VMI. No, no, didn't
1: no you? I, I didn't. I, I haven't looked at the schedule. I'm just that's I just that's to versus be vi
0: That's versus VMI on the CW. Oh, just seeing that a oh, Wikipedia being like, oh, this is on the CW. Love it
1: tonight. The Key debts on a very special episode on the <laughs> CW.
0: The Key debts does sound like a fucking CW show. <laughs> they are at UConn for their opener, by the way. Okay. On a, thir- on, a, on a Thursday, yes. Okay!
3: Yes! Why are, why are you, what the fuck are you doing? That? I don't know. Ready your posting fingers for Thursday, August 31st, because the Sickos Committee is going to be there in spirit, let me tell you what. Oh, yeah, uh, we're also, there.
0: Uh, also fun the heart- is that their homecoming game is Clemson.
1: Oh, no. Sorry?
3: Listen. Why doesn't anybody wants, in the one ACC one love
1: themselves? Jesus Christ. And this is probably the best conference to start with, spinning and it yeah. randomly decided.
2: The BDSM uh, conference.
1: (laughs) Next. All right. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. The Hokies. What do we got here? I'm curious. We talk about the rivalry games.
2: This podcast is designed to make me angry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know about the Black Diamond Trophy. That... Who
2: doesn't? I have a shirt about
1: that. Thanks, yeah. Don't you still have the Black Diamond right now,
2: West Virginia? We do. We'll have it forever
1: now. Ooh, Ooh.
0: VMI is one of their rivalry games. Oh,
1: oh sure. I don't it
2: think, absolutely I, is. I don't
0: think they're playing them this year. Okay.
2: No key dates.
0: Okay, here we have Virginia, West Virginia, Miami. Really? Is there a name? Georgia Tech. The, it, no, it's the Miami Virginia
1: Tech football rivalry. I don't, come on, Wikipedia, you gotta do this. Is why it's sickos though, because the it's Wikipedia's rivalry.
0: The first the first time they played that one was in '53. That's three.
1: Uh, they got, I'm oh, sorry, they have six rivals defined yes, by they, Wikipedia, which is insane. So Boston College,
0: yeah, that's
3: I would I, like to nominate a seventh or potentially replace Boston College because uh, Virginia Tech opens with Old Dominion.
1: Oh, oh.
0: We gotta stop doing that, guys. We gotta stop doing that. Just you need to push the reset button on that is that it,
1: one. This one is at least in Blacksburg, right? It
0: is in Blacksburg. Okay. Right. Yes. That's
1: good. Hopefully, nobody gets stuck in the elevator in Blacksburg.
0: ODU just has their number, and it's not.
1: It's just not great. Of it's course, very funny as an external observer. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's great. Oh, the rivalry with Georgia Tech. It's 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 called the Tech Mobile. I love it.
0: Or the battle of the techs eh. no
1: it's the tech mobile, uh, tech mobile. No, sorry. they've
0: only met, okay they've only met 19 times and we're calling this a rivalry
1: the first meeting was in 1990 and then there was a 14 year gap <laughs> whoever put this in there thank you so much tech mobile love it this is fantastic so their rivals i'll read them off to you defined by wikipedia virginia of course we, we are aware of that one the black diamond with west virginia the virginia tech miami no name the tech mobile with Georgia tech and then Boston college robbery. And then the key debts. Uh, this is a key Dets heavy podcast so far.
0: Who knew who knew if we were I going know. heavy on the key debts tonight? We're
1: talking about what? the ACC and it's the key debts. On to the next team. <laughs> it's Georgia tech and the other half of the tech mobile. Would you coach this team? Would you coach Georgia tech?
2: Oh, hell yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
1: absolutely. I, I 100% would do.
2: Yes. Yeah, I would take that sweet, sweet Waffle House money anytime. I, look, if I learned nothing from watching Georgia Tech of the last 20 years, I learned you can do literally anything there and keep your job. I can do all of my crazy ideas. This is going to be great. I'm going to run
0: a single wing. Well, fuck the triple option. We're running power
1: I.
2: Fuck that. We're running the veer.
1: <laughs> no, we're running the T formation to put the T back in tech. <laughs> I
0: Dang would coach this team. Commish.
1: That's right. Hire commission. We're putting the T back in tech. Take that, Georgia. <laughs> Next team. Wait. Wake Forest. We'll what talk we got about. Here. Record prediction they- only for Wake.
0: Now they lost, Sam they Hartman. lost some Hartman, mm-hmm. but he's also without a rib now. So maybe he wasn't good. Maybe that was why they got rid of him. Mm-hmm the only time i think about people losing ribs i think about marilyn manson and that like that's the issue i have well how did that spread how
1: did that spread in the 90s like everybody everyone, had the same marilyn that. manson everyone knew ribbed. that how did that happen
3: it spread I the same way that, that the cool ass spread it just was there spreading
0: it took me a second for you I think you were saying cool s and not colass.
3: yeah no i was the, like what
0: the fuck is the cool ass
3: no the cool
1: s the cool s like the with the you know everybody knew mm-hmm. how to drew oh, yeah. the same mm-hmm. s but at first i thought she was saying cool ass
0: okay i'm not looking at wake's schedule I, i'm, I'm going seven
1: down. and five for wake seven and five they make like the military bowl
0: yeah this is... their
3: non-con schedule is reasonably favorable they play elon vandy and old dominion in the non-con and notre dame
1: oh revenge game
2: six. i'm saying six i'm saying six and six this is the purgatory season
0: six and six and they go to like the wasabi bowl.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like welcome to God's waiting waiting room, Wake Forest. Yeah, I guess
3: It'll we'll see fine. leaning 7 and 5. I feel like they could find 7 wins here. But I guess we'll find out.
0: Mish, what's crazy thing did you just say? What? What did you say about their what did you say about their predict your prediction?
1: I just said 7 and 5. It feels like they're oh. going to the military bowl. Okay, there go. It's it's what it feels like the last two teams in the ACC, I love it. Miami the Hurricanes. <laughs> last team uh, to last we talk about their rivalry games. Why do we by... keep getting that one? I we have like know. fourteen
2: different questions, and we keep getting that one.
1: All right, so Miami, Miami
0: it, it
2: knows, it like, it, because this podcast understands how mad we all are about the Big East
1: breaking up. We are. It, it does that. All right, so
0: this this is simple: Florida State, Florida, Virginia Tech, and Nebraska. What the so fuck?
1: <laughs> so, Florida State, Miami, of course. That's that's right. They've been playing forever. You know, the wide rights, wide lefts, the block kicks. Uh, Miami leads that series 32. I'm sorry, 35-32. The Florida-Miami rivalry where they don't play each other anymore. It was formally awarded the Seminole War Canoe Trophy, which we need to bring that back. Miami leads that series 29-27. Uh, they're, uh, they're
0: bringing that back in 2024, by the way.
1: Perfect. And then the Virginia Tech Miami rivalry. This article says needs additional citations for verification.
2: Am I on the wrong page? Because I'm on the Miami football team page. Are we somewhere else? I'm uh, Wikipedia. That's
1: I'm what at Wikipedia. I, that's what I'm, at. I'm on okay. the Miami Hurricanes football. Wikipedia what are you? What are you saying?
2: Page. I I'm seeing Georgia, Tennessee, Florida State, LSU, Auburn, Miami, and Alabama. Oh wait, nope. I've really screwed this up. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there is a 0% chance that Miami,
1: Miami-Auburn Miami is a thing. Uh, if, if it was, oh my God. I've
2: managed to find Miami-Miami, so that's where I am tonight.
1: <laughs> so the the Miami-Nebraska football rivalry, I'm like, man, they couldn't have played that many times. They have played 12 times. The series is tied 6-6. Ooh. Their first game was in 1951, then 1953, 1962, 75, 76, then the crazy bowl games. 84, 89,
2: 92,
1: um, 95,
2: 2002. Yeah, an awful lot of those rivalry games being played in January. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. A lot of bowl games there. The the logo has the U for the Miami and then the N, so you can just call that the UN rivalry. I like that. I like that. It's the model UN. Perfect. I'm, a, I'm gonna spin for the last, last team here. Last team in the ACC. Who could it be? It's Pitt. It's Pitt. <laughs> what do we get for Pitt here? Don't
3: Pitt saving it. the best team for the
1: last. Oh, damn it. <laughs> we talk about the rivalry games awesome. I we we waited. <laughs> That has, we may need to remove that choice but you know
2: specifically here to make me angry
3: we play cincinnati this year too
0: so yeah i'm seeing cincinnati notre dame penn state syracuse and west virginia
3: okay yeah we play all of those except for uh penn state this year party hard
0: the river city rivalry who oh, has a name to we
3: it. got that for yeah there's I'm a trophy to too you yeah, know about the paddle the, wheel trophy the yeah.
1: riverboat thing oh, that, oh yeah. i love that it's okay. an awesome yeah one. isn't
3: that one missing no it's just in dormancy because we haven't played cincinnati for a while we need to start tweeting at whichever university currently has custody of it about how much it
2: weighs yes. the first it, uh, by the way the weight is in the wikipedia oh excellent it Weighs yeah. 90 95 pounds wow 46 inches tall is a big boy.
0: The first game in the
1: series was played in 21.
2: Like this trophy, if this trophy fought the Land Grant Trophy, the Land Grant Trophy would
1: be in little tchotchke pieces. Mm-hmm. The Wheel Trophy itself, right? Mm-hmm. They've only played this game 12 times. Oh, yeah. that's mm-hmm. they. You said they started in 21. So in 100 yeah. years, there was a gap between
0: 22 and 79.
1: Just a, just a little gap.
3: But it's got a really good trophy, so it's real.
0: It is. All right. Perfect. I didn't realize the Pit Notre Dame... Rivalry was so lopsided. Notre Dame leads that series 50-21-1. Yeah,
3: and?
0: I I didn't know that. Pitt had a lot of good years back in the day. I assumed those years, like...
3: We, the, so Pitt's historic schedules differ a lot from their, like, even, like, 1990s schedules. Ohio State is still Pitt's third most frequently played historic, air quotes, rival, even though we haven't played them since 2000. Or somewhere thereabouts. That series is also super lopsided as far as I can remember, but it's a thing.
0: I did not realize that the last game you guys played against Penn State was the hundredth meeting. Mm-hmm. Penn State leads that one 53, 43, and 4.
3: that's was close. Penn State schedule another home and home, you cowards. Oh called them out, James Franklin. There is the Syracuse yeah. rivalry,
0: yeah. which Pitt mm-hmm. leads. Yep. Yeah. And the West Virginia rivalry, which uh let's see here. Oh, Pitt leads. <laughs> the backyard so rivalry. Sixty-two, forty, and three yes yep the last result however was uh why is two pH so so weird the last result was the of course uh pitts win 38 31 over west virginia mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. then there's well let me see it's a weird one because if you look at the 13th time this game was played it was 40 to zero pit but the ninth
1: time it was 10 to zero pit that's weird <laughs> i hate you so weird uh, wait, wait, you. wait, so the ninth time it played, like, Pitt was called W-U-P? Whoop, mm-hmm. whoop, 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 What was well, um, that? Western University of Pennsylvania. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yep. Whoop. There it was. All right. On to our our our, our G5 conference preview. Let's see oh,
0: here. G5 conference. G5
1: conference. Here we go.
0: If I get independence, I'm going to scratch it. Just when I left on long, oh my God, it's so long.
2: And you cursed it.
1: Oh God.
0: Now we got to do it.
1: Hide the. Okay, fine. We'll do the. We'll do the independence tonight. It's the independence. Uh, all the teams who are independent. Okay, let me get that list up. Throw your hands up at me. Do, do, There's only do, four do, teams, do, so this would be good.
0: Army, Notre Dame, UConn, and UMass.
1: It was more last year, but not anymore. Because they got sent to an
0: actual uh There's a conference.
2: It's still more people than are in the Pac 12.
0: Same number. Same number, same right, number now. right now. Oh, the same. Oh, no. We're same be number, Beth. Ooh, merger. Merger. Oh, God, that. Why the fuck did you say that?
2: Sometimes we can put things out into the universe.
1: UMass. How mad.
2: Math... When you think about how mad the Big Ten would be, that would be fun.
1: We're talking UMass, UMass. folks and what's the question don't ask me about the rivalries spinning wheel <laughs> <laughs>
0: no fuck that
1: we're not right, doing that hide that Roll choice no more rivalries hide that choice see this shit again we rate their, we rate mascot, their mascot one, to one to out of ten all right
0: so is it the, we're talking about the actual costume mascot yes.
1: or just the mascot in general
0: so we're
2: discussing sam the
0: Minuteman.
1: sam the Minuteman. man let me find Sam it. the minute man yes
2: he has massive like
1: Oh, oh, I don't like, I don't the like ca- him.
2: The caucasity of this mascot. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I found the red right image. No, 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 no. We're going with this one.
0: I don't I don't.
2: Behold the caucasity.
0: Oh, God.
1: That's Just along white, with the Patriot. Oh.
2: dude mascots hanging oh, out. I don't like
0: any of this.
1: No, I don't like this. Oh, man. the Sam the Minuteman is giving you the wink and the gun.
0: Yeah. And him with the Patriot. That's... Oh, hey... Uh, found something even more horrific. I uh, found a group photo. I'm going to drop in the chat. Okay. Uh oh. This is Sam the Minuteman with a bunch of other fucking frightening mascots. That is the, the George Washington Colonial, the Wrecker Scarlet Nike, the Demon Deacon, the Providence Friar,
1: and Purdue Pete. Oh my.
0: Fuck God. everything in this
1: image. Why are they holding the Deacon like that?
0: I don't know. I don't fucking know. But I hate this. It's like
1: George Washington's about to eat him.
2: All the white dude mascots. So like why? all right mm-hmm. and also where where was sparty no idea when this picture was taken is he took is he took the picture he's Never greek mind. he's
0: greek too ethnic oh i god. i of the current version of sam minute men i oh my god i just noticed that you 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 look through his teeth yeah, yeah. you can see he's got that netting there i know this, like, this is like this is like two out of ten for me
2: his eyebrows say i'm going to take your phone number and stalk you after our date yep no oh. no no. What's that rating then? It is like what is a number that is less than one that I can use?
0: <laughs> Before hey, take your pick. You have you have the number line to work with. Work with it.
2: Oh God. We are like we are an asymptote. This is the limit as it approaches zero.
1: Okay. Dimash? I've seen worse. they are worse mascots. Sam the minute men. I mean he's 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 you know, the new version got the good eyebrows. I'm a big fan of the eyebrows.
0: i oh I'm not. I no. love them
1: because you know, I, I can do the same thing with my eyebrows, you know, just a little bit of the the rock with the eyebrows they're they're squiggly he's got the wink in the gun reminding me of my uncle who does the wink in the gun I, i'm gonna give him a five a straight five good for you good for straight you five and uh... hey next
2: can i get a pfa against a mask
1: <laughs> <laughs> not... hey it's notre dame
0: if we get the rivalry page i'm gonna, I'm gonna die
1: uh, oh it's the Syracuse, Syracuse question. That's right.
0: Is Notre Dame good? I hope so. Cause I really like their coach. Oh, pick girl. You're back. Uh, we dropped the UMass mascot in the chat. I need you to rank, rate him one to 10, just on vibes alone.
3: Uh, give him like a seven. Right. Oh, right. very, high. oh wow. very high.
0: Beth was looking for a restraining order.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's like, so are we, Are is the, is 10 good or are we just measuring the
2: strength of the vibe? I rated him the limit as uh, we approach zero. Yeah. Okay, like,
0: I, I gave him a two out of ten because he, like, he really looks questionable. Also, there's a picture of him with the Patriots mascot, which might be the widest thing on earth. Also, there's a picture, group picture of him with the Providence Friar and Purdue Pete, and I'm just so horrified. Yeah,
3: the vibe is very strong. When I say seven,
2: it's that the vibe is very strong, not necessarily gotcha. that it's good. Okay, I like that. It's, oh, so this is like the most mascot. Yes.
0: He is very mascot.
2: And is an extremely mascot mascot. Okay. Uh, I can respect that.
0: Uh, Raider, I was gonna want. be like, oh, I was gonna be like, oh, let's talk about Notre Dame's non conference schedule. <laughs> they do draw they do draw Ohio State this year. Mm. They draw USC this year, like you always Stanford, Clemson as well. This is a this is a rough schedule for for Notre Dame, honestly. So The
1: question is, mm-hmm. is Notre Dame good?
0: I think they are, but they will not you will not see it in their,
2: yeah, in their like, results. <laughs> So, like, secondary question, will it matter?
1: So they're good, not great. Yeah. Okay.
2: They're probably not going to... I mean, well, they're not playing
3: Marshall, but I don't see them having the, like, oh, my God, Notre Dame lost to Marshall thing going on this season. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. That was so good. I forgot about that. It's
0: immensely satisfying, Mm
3: -hmm. especially because Marshall turned around and, like, lost a really stupid game immediately after.
0: Can I I interest you in... Central Michigan visiting South Bend. Yep. on oh, yes. September sixteenth yep. at two thirty.
3: Yes, you can.
1: Also, it's that on. Is...
0: It's on Peacock. Peacock. Proud as a peacock.
1: They... Is that right, Jenna Baloney? Oh, yes. rock joke, Sorry. I'm gonna say they're good, just not great. I'll buy that for a dollar. That's right. Yeah. That seems right for Notre Dame. Two more independents remain. Uh, on, UConn. Our beloved Huskies, and I say that actually completely tr- completely honestly. Let's see what they say.
2: It's somehow going to ask us for rivalries because they were in the Oh, season. here we go. Oh, Rate, Rate UConn,
1: sickos. a Sicko's warning, watch, or advisory for the season. Hmm. U- UConn's sort of inherently Sicko's watch, just by nature, mm-hmm. yes. I think. Do we think they can get to a warning this year? Because it was kind of a warning last year when they were mm-hmm. fighting for bowl eligibility. Can they do that again? Hmm. I think they get back to a bowl. Ooh.
0: They get back to a bowl because they're they have FI they draw FIU. They're they have at Rice at Boston College. Sacred Heart is four. UMass is five, and then a pickem of like Utah State maybe or South
1: Florida. There's six wins here, maybe. So you're calling I'm them gonna, a, a warning? Or... I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a warning because I think they're gonna end up as that last like bowl spot again. Where what bowl did they go to last year? The Myrtle Beach Bowl. Right, mm-hmm. so they'll they'll go to one of those Yeah, they'll go to a bowl where basically Everyone's like, I guess we gotta pick someone and it'll be them
2: I want you all to close your eyes We're going to do a visualization ex- exercise okay, I, like I want you to word. imagine the Yukon Huskies And now I want you to tell me What you hear whenever I say the words In his second year Jim Mora expands the playbook <laughs> This is a warning uh,
1: Yeah, you're right <laughs> You're right yeah, it's UConn. It's it's almost like an automatic Sickos warning every year for UConn yeah. football. It is done. We are on high alert as the Sickos committee. And there is always a Sickos warning, almost always, for UConn, no matter who they play. If it's against Yale, it's a warning. If it's mm-hmm. against FIU, definitely a warning. Uh,
0: we are going to need, by the way, to start working on being able to stream the Sacred Heart game because it's currently listed as only being available on WFSB which is hartford cbs station
1: hmm. i mean maybe our sponsors with the nord vpn could help us out there
0: i, I don't know that i don't know that going to moldova is going to help us get hartford cbs I mean, but hey can you, why not can
1: you vpn to hartford i don't know that our was, new haven I, connecticut
0: it, it was their game against i think their game against central connecticut last year was also
1: yeah it was yeah, on last that year that was
0: on fox it was on fox 61 or cw20 yeah it was horrible you we were, we were was... already watching Oh, I remember because it was no. It was, the problem was the was the score bug. Yeah, it was awful. Score bug looked like like they had either, like negative points or something. I remember this.
1: Yeah, it was it was so messed up, and uh, I cannot wait for it again.
2: I can't believe we're pretending we wouldn't VPN this to Mystic, Connecticut, of all places. That's
1: right. well, that is true. i forgot the Mystic.
0: And lastly, Army,
1: Army, salute the Black Knights. What do they want to know about Army? Right. 69
0: on army look it All up right. there's
1: the, the army football roster is somebody number 69 scrolling scrolling do they have a 69 uh,
2: pronunciation guide thank god <laughs> matthew Adoge. where's he from who is from uh swanee georgia okay went to Peachtree ridge high school okay he is six foot four he's a junior offensive lineman and he is 325 pounds oh my god for army
0: thank boy. Yeah. Yeah, for Army. He's a big boy. And
2: he is he is majoring in law and legal studies. Love it.
0: Thank you, Army roster website, for actually giving us like things to click on that I can hear and yes. hear like hear with their pronunciations. That's super useful.
2: And clearly in the voice of that person, mm-hmm. which I love so much. Like please, please everyone do this.
0: Well, guys, that was our first toe dip into our preseason previews. I like this. This is going to work well for us. Good job, Kamesh.
1: Perfect. So the Super Sicko Spinning Selection Season Preview Forecast, known as the 5 SPF, uh, will continue. Uh, So we've already eliminated the ACC. Hopefully you enjoyed that one. And we did the independents. So we got, what, eight conferences to go, and we'll be doing those in in the upcoming episodes. Let's do... Uh, we'll skip, we'll skip the vodka thing. We'll skip out. Uh, I was the, I forgot. I even had that in there.
0: Let me plug a few things before we go on to our next, our final best season of all time. First off, we have the sickos committee, Patreon and discord for $5 a month. You can come yell at us, but you also get to hear commissions great commissions corner. This last one that he did with Beth, where he read literally <laughs> the entire play-by-play for the 1933, 1939 Texas tech centenary game was great. 77 punts. And trying to hear them in real time, try to figure out how good these punts were was great. I had a blast listening to the edit. It's a it's, it's like forty-five minutes, listening to it done double speed. It's great though.
1: I seriously, once we hit the fourth quarter, I was just like, I was done. Yep. I mean, I the, the it was like thing, it was
0: like one a.m. your time. The
1: thing that's just one a.m. like best time, but like the thing that really got me is when we got to the forty-eighth punt, and then that was the first fair catch. Yeah. And I was like, what the
2: fuck? They could have done that the whole time. Nope, we're returning these <laughs> no, things. We're I returning was this
1: longer. shit. That's it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I did, y'all, I did that podcast and I woke up four hours later and did nine hours of band camp.
1: Yeah,
0: you're fucking crazy. We also have our merch store at sickos committeeselfiestore Starting September 1, we'll have some of our winter and fall gear up too. So if you want a hoodie or things like that, you should absolutely get that. Shout out to Message Board Geniuses Podcasts. They always head to the places that we cannot imagine going into because good God, it's insane. Uh, something new this time. We want to plug the bits of Broken Chair Trophy, their charity, charity it. Yeah. <laughs> at brokenchairtrophy.com. This is the rivalry trophy between Minnesota and Nebraska. And they have they're doing some charity work right now. And if you would like to donate,
1: that's great. Please do. You donate um it's an awesome event. And they asked us to to help them plug it. But it's a great event that goes to a couple of different uh, great causes on both sides. Uh, You can even do the spite donation. So if you hate either one and donate to the opponent, so it's a lot of fun. And they asked us to plug it for them. And you know, again, it's an awesome trophy. It's it's a broken chair. Uh, So it's not like an official rivalry trophy, but they're trying to make it there. And we love the trophy. Um, They need to weigh it for us still. They still haven't done that. But Uh, we'll, we'll get that information soon enough.
0: This was, this was a Reddit thing, wasn't it? Yeah. This is an RCF Mm -hmm. meeting. Mm -hmm. Then we have our sickos YouTube channel. Please subscribe to it. Things will be going up all, all season long. Our substack is still going. We're releasing a bunch right now because we're doing
1: previews. This is our
0: sickos committee, weather, travel, forecast, master almanac notebook. This Monday, we have the Missouri Valley football conference. No, for FCS.
1: sorry. Last week we had the Missouri Valley football conference. We had the NAC, the Patriot league, and then we had the MIAC and SWAC coming up Monday, which will be, you know, the day past Monday. We're going to have the Southland conference. Uh, then we'll be having the SOCON, the pioneer, the UAC, the Uwak. UAC. And Wack. then the uh Wack. the I think I I really want to do there's only one independent so I want to yeah, do yeah you like can sell a, by itself by itself I'll just do the independent by itself and I'll, I'll throw that out there at some point this week subscribe it's free also the potato chip ratio we have some of the graphics available for it uh it is written ready to go and I cannot wait because this is I don't know it it, it it's great
2: it's perfect it's perfect <laughs>
1: it was just so much. I don't know why I did this. It was just so I don't much. know why I did this. I don't know why I did this. And and I just hope you enjoy it. I don't know why I did it. I just hope you enjoy it.
0: And lastly, our favorite clothing brand that we all wear home apparel. Yes, ha ha ha. Yes, three hots for 15% off your first order. Make sure you get your stuff now for the season. So you have it to wear for week zero. If you need some warm comfy pants, get those if you need a hoodie, their hoodies are some of the softest I've ever worn. And also this week they are having a new school and a small refresh. The small refresh Nebraska volleyball gets started this week. And so they have a, some Nebraska volleyball gear and they're adding the University of Illinois Chicago Flames with some very cool like 70s and 80s retro gear that I'm really enjoying. So check them out. Offer code yes ha 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 yes for 15% off your first order. Did you guys see the 4J Hog shirts? Oh yeah. No. Let me drop that real fast for you guys to Good see stuff. it this past week for the kansas refresh i really i'm not i'm not a kansas person but i do love the jayhawk i love all the different versions of the jayhawk and they literally have a shirt with like my four favorite versions including including leggy jayhawk which is my favorite
1: oh you like the you like the jayhawk legs
0: i love i love them gams that's what you say right (laughs) i
3: am also a big fan of the leggy boy leggy boy leggy boy
0: Uh, dropping in the chat this is just the front of the shirt Leggy boy is so very good. It also has the very angry one and the very sad one.
1: That is very all good. All phases, yes. Slamming, jamming, Jayhawks, love it. There are four Jay- inside you. There are four Jayhawks.
0: I
2: just, I, I appreciate the fact that the leg angle is is pretty constant across. Like you know, in, in DCI weekend, it, it makes me feel good inside.
1: It feels like the Radio City Rockets, but Kansas Jayhawks.
0: I mean, the leggy one is the other. Yeah. The other three would not fucking cut it as Rockets. Okay, oh, oh,
2: no, oh. they definitely can't kick high enough. No, they can't. No, they're they're crossing their legs on a bench, and that's fine. It's good to it's good to just be there sometimes.
0: Well, folks, we've come to part forty-one of Bosatwa Ab five hundred at our best season of all time for teams were below five hundred all time, and we saved the most important one for last. Hamish, that's
1: right. Tell us the story. The finale, Louisiana Monroe, baby. It's <laughs> gonna go
0: like this. Is like gonna be like the Game of Thrones finale.
1: Oh yeah, sometimes. it's gonna go awful. Uh, <laughs> everybody's gonna unsubscribe for everything here.
0: But no commission is legitimately worried about telling this story. So I'm just giving him shit to make him feel bad. Yeah, in case much. our listeners are wondering,
1: you know, just like, I was like, I'm kind of nervous, man. This is the finale. we got to cap it off. Good. This is like part 41 of 41. We've had some amazing stories. I mean, you're breaking bad. I mean, this is, I think like, you know, the before Iowa, after Iowa, Iowa state one was amazing. Mm-hmm. There was a lot, a lot of good stuff. Like the, I mean, the one that we started it off with the New Mexico state one, where I had the random song by America, uh, you know, "Magic in the Desert." There's been a lot <laughs> yeah, of probably. great, lot of great stories we told, and and this is the last one uh, that we're gonna tell. Uh, next next year, I believe we're gonna do the worst season of all time for teams who are above 600 all time. Uh, we're gonna do that, so we have that planned out already. But this is the best season of all time for teams who are below 500 all time. It is the Louisiana Monroe Warhawks. Want to give a couple Woo-hoo! want to give a couple shout outs to some teams in their past want to give a shout out to the 1935 national junior college champions of ulm they were 7-0-1 and they won the state junior college championship so when you look in malone stadium and you see national champions 1935 that it was from that year so i, I had trouble finding stuff but Jordan was able to find some stuff for me. I was like, "Man, yeah, I found
0: I found a couple of things. I had to go back to was it was
1: Wachita Junior College. Yeah, yeah. So they, they they claimed that championship, which is great. They they got crowned. I got newspaper articles for it. I'm like, perfect. So they they have a national title. I want to give a shout out to ULM in in 1993, their last year of FCS football. They went 10 and 3. Also, want to give a plug to the 2012 ULM team who was 8 and 5 when they upset number eight, Arkansas, and OT. Uh, they nearly beat, you know, Baylor and Auburn that year, too. And they made their only bowl game that year. Uh, I've You know, unfortunately, Frank Solich did not care about that and obliterated them in the Independence Bowl. So the best season of all time for the ULM Warhawks. I am going to call them the NLU, uh, Northeast Louisiana, because that's what they were known as at the time. I am not going to mention their mascot because it is not. Good. You know, really here? 1987. It was a drama filled season with close calls, nail biting wins, some big comebacks. Also, they played 15 straight weeks of football without a buy. Damn. Jesus Christ. Oh, gas. No. I, just breaks. look at the schedule. Because I am I'm, I'm like just like, you gotta be kidding me. Like there had to be a buy in here somewhere. I can't find one. They played they played five games in October. Yes. I can't find a buy. The and Football then they had
0: will th- continue until morale improves.
1: I mean, it did, and morale did improve uh, it, after this one.
0: So, then Luckily, they got to play all of their playoff games at, at home. Yes. They were that good. That was super helpful.
1: It was very helpful. If they had to travel, I don't know how this would have worked out. They were coached by Pat Collins, who actually played football at the rival Louisiana Tech from 1960 Ooh. to 62. Ooh. He was an assistant coach at Louisiana Tech for their Division II national titles between 1971 through 1973. I think they won back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, but we're, we're not here to talk about Louisiana Tech. 1986, I'm going to give you a little background. NLU was picked to win the Southland Conference in 1986. They started the season ranked number 10 by Sports Illustrated. Head coach Pat Collins had already established NLU as a national contender and embraced the preseason expectations surrounding his sixth year. The hype went unfulfilled, and NLU finished Five and six—it's first losing season in four years. Can you imagine they had a losing season? Imagine four years without a losing season for for ULM nowadays. I take that in a heartbeat. Despite leading the Southland in total defense and finishing ninth nationally, they still were five and six. The end result forced Collins to take a long look at the program and make some tough decisions coming up to the 1987 season. I want to give a shout out to Adam Hunsucker. I believe he follows us, but he wrote. An oral history of ULM's national title 30 years after the fact in the Monroe News Star. I have it linked here in the doc. It was called The Team of Destiny. Oh, it's so good. Nice. It is really good. So I'm going to give a shout out to him. It's fantastic. I use some quotes from this, so I'm going to toggle in and out of this. I did a lot of my own research along with some stuff from from, uh, Adam, which I mean, fantastic oral history of it because they, they almost go game to game with this. And they talk with Pat Collins, the head coach. They talk with the quarterback, Stan Humphreys. You may know Stan Humphreys as the only quarterback in NFL history to take the San Diego Chargers to the Super Bowl. Can you believe that?
0: <laughs> yeah. and there have been so many that had the opportunity. To. There
1: have been so many that had the opportunity to take them. But Stan Humphreys, <laughs> the only one. He also won a Super Bowl with the uh, Washington football team before he became the Chargers quarterback. Also, there's some quotes from Scott Tubbs, the linebacker, Tommy Jackson, a tight end, and then Bob Lane, the quarterback's coach. So to set this set this up here for you, I'm going to give you a little background about the offense that NLU used to run at the time. The offensive coordinator was Willie Reagan. He coached at Monroe's Neville High School off of Forsyth Avenue. Shout out to Monroe if you know what I'm talking about. He was named the offensive coordinator alongside Carr and Lane, and he brought something called the one-back offense to NLU. At the time, the one-back offense was in its infancy, and NLU became one of just a handful of teams running it. The one-back was tailor-made for NLU's personnel. Jeff Steele and Henry Sisko Richard were versatile enough to line up in the slot or at tailback behind fullback Tommy Minneville. There weren't any burners on the outside, but Humphreys had several dependable targets in Jackson, Jones, Mike Manzullo, and sophomore tight end Jackie Harris, a future NFL All-Pro. Before the season began, there was a scheduling quirk created by Arkansas State, Lamar and Louisiana Tech's departure from the Southland Conference, adding an interesting dynamic to NLU's national title season. Arkansas State and Tech were designated as conference games, a move Collins called a raw deal at Southland Conference Media Day, which added league implications to the season opener against their hated rivals, the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. Arkansas State, Lamar and La Tech left the conference, but the Southland was like, no, Arkansas State and La Tech still count as conference games. Lamar does not.
0: So they were independent, I guess.
1: Would they go independent at that point? Yes. And then again, when you play your bitter rival, you probably don't play them to start the year. Very few people do. You know, I know West Virginia and Pitt did that last year. Most of the time it's reserved for the end of the year. So the first game of the season, we're just going to go straight to the schedule here. It's ULM. And they're at Louisiana Tech in Ruston, so they drive basically 35 miles to the west. Percy Sims, their equipment manager, played the song, How Much Is That Doggy In The Window, over and over. Okay. So after listening to that for a solid week, they wanted to go out and knock some heads. Collins' record against Louisiana Tech, his alma mater stands alongside the national title as his coaching masterpiece. NLU was six and two against Louisiana Tech under Collins. And who played for the guy that they named the stadium after, and he coached under Maxie Lambrecht during the rivalry's most most intense stretch of the games. Pat Collins said, What I tried to do is get our kids to understand we weren't gonna beat Tech because we hated them. That wasn't enough. We had to respect them because when they came rolling down that hill, they were gonna come, they were coming to kick the crap out of us, and I knew that. Good to know that. That's a lot of enough. teams a lot of teams think that pure hatred will get you a win. No. NLU went to Ruston and they beat the shit out of Louisiana Tech. So, how much (laughs) is that doggy in the window? It was 44 to 7. Jesus. (laughs) In front of a record crowd at the time, nearly 25,000 fans in Ruston, Sam Humphreys threw for over 300 yards while kicker Teddy Garcia became the school's all time leading scorer in that game.
2: Holy crap.
1: That's. Insane. I just want to read this article because it's probably never going to happen again. 25,000 people packed Joe Ellett Stadium Saturday night, setting a record for the largest crowd to watch a rerun. For the the fifth straight season, Northeast Louisiana defeated Louisiana Tech on the football football field, but never in more resounding fashion than this 44-7 whipping. Either you expect it or you can't believe it. (laughs) I'm just going to leave that one there. There is an article from the, uh, the ULM yearbook, or the NLU yearbook. It says, in NLU tradition, dogs impounded in front of a record crowd. So here's a quote from Marketing Sophomore. I actually thought tech would have a better team since since they wanted tougher competition. But I guess I was wrong. Oh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jesus. Haymakers only mode has been unlocked. That's right. So they're one and oh. Next week they go to play Southwest Texas State, and you know that's now known as Texas State. They didn't do. Oh my God! It was the exact. And they did <laughs> it again. They beat Southwest Texas oh, no. State. In San Marcos on the road, forty-four-seven. I, I thought it was a typo. No, North. <laughs> Me too. Northeast doesn't does a forty-four-seven instant replay. Two and zero. Moving on. Back home, the home opener in Malone Stadium against Nichols. Can't you
0: can't you say that Southwest Texas had more first downs than in LU? Didn't matter. But
1: Clearly. all those were for
0: touchdowns.
1: Look how many look how many fumbles Southwest Texas State had, by the way. Oh, five and lost five. Yeah. Beautiful. Jesus. Uh NLU had three fumbles, lost two, but it, it didn't matter.
0: That was then that was in San Marcus. God bless.
1: In San Marcos. So their their next game at home against Nichols. After that big win against uh, Southwest Texas State, they, they moved up to three in the polls. Home against Nichols, they set a record for penalties in the game that they incurred. So they had 13 penalties for 105 yards, and they still managed to beat <laughs> Nichols 26 to 14. The main thing Ooh. that allowed them to the win was a fourth down fake punt. The fake Aussie. punt. Fake punt, raced for 55 yards on fourth and one and got the decisive touchdown early in the fourth quarter. After that game, they moved up to rank two and they were on the road again in Natchitoches, Louisiana against the Northwestern State Demons. Ooh, Natchitoches. That's Mm -hmm. right. Natchitoches. That's right. This is kind of when that team of destiny starts to show its head a little bit here. Okay. Because there was some craziness that happened in this game and I don't necessarily know what happened with the coach. Northwestern head coach Sam Goodwin didn't really believe it was necessary to attempt a field goal when his demons had a 31-27 to lead and 4th and 3 at NLU's 15 late in the 4th quarter.
0: Are you fucking kidding me? Wh- um...
1: Je- he-, he wasn't sure his team still had a chance after he couldn't break a tackle on a 39-yard game that put NLU at Northwestern's 48 with 6 seconds left. Stan Humphreys rolled out the pass and heaved the ball in the middle of the end zone. It was tipped up in the air and it was caught by Jackie Harris. Hail Mary to win. LOU gets the win. Last play of the game in Natchitoches. They win 33 31. That's why would you not just? Oh my God. I I don't know. Why did it kick a goal. There's a lot more weird coaching stuff that happens here, but this is FCS It's Time, and and nobody's really second-guessing these folks, except the local newspaper.
2: Why does your playbook just have six pages that say, Mm "we" across them?
1: Just says, fuck it, we ball across two pages.
2: So, we do, in fact, ball. That's right.
1: So there's a there's a headline in the paper. It says, the miracle meant to be for NLU. Oh, yeah. And then it says, destiny is calling me. And then I have to sing it, you know, Mr. Brightside. Jackie Harris, the one that caught the pass, says, this proves without a doubt, NLU now 4-0. Their best start since 1978, our team of destiny. He says, we must be the grinning hero of the day over the crowd in NLU's noisily jubilant locker room Good things like that just don't happen to anybody. Uh, Harris's reception ended a a one-in-a-million series of events that brought back memories of Doug Flutie's history-making pass to Gerard Phelan that listed Boston College (laughs) over Miami in 84, or for Northwestern fans with the long memories of the last-minute Terry Bradshaw to Ken Liberto bomb that gave La Tech a state fair victory over the Demons in 1968. You know what happened to Bradshaw? Ludie's play made him the obvious standout for the Heisman Trophy race. No such honor has been mentioned in the same sentence with NLU's quarterback Stan Humphreys.
2: Except now it has. Yeah.
1: Now it has. NLU head coach Pat Collins said the last second uh was great, but the win wouldn't have would have been impossible had NLU not executed well in the previous 15. The thing that made it beautiful was what we did to get to the 48-yard line in the first place. Jeff Steele made a great catch and run. Stan got us to the line of scrimmage with poise and got the ball out of bounds before the clock ran out. Then came the bomb. It left the group <laughs> It left the group officials in confusion whether to try to clear the field to attempt an extra point, which they did not. And, no, fuck. Why would you do that? And it left stunned Northwestern coaches begging officials that the ball had bounced on the ground before Harris caught it. That plea was quickly squelched no way don't even try it an official told the coaches (laughs) so they asked the coach and they put this in the paper it says nothing to kick about in a dismal locker room goodwin tried to explain why the demons didn't kick a field goal with under 30 seconds left that would have given northwestern a 34 to 27 lead we only would have been ahead by seven
0: that oh my god just those fucking words uh, and if, those fucking words and if they had
1: scored and kicked an extra point to tie it we'd have been out of the conference race anyway so that's one way to look at it uh, but there's a chance that collins would have played for a tie under the circumstances chances are nlu would have tried a two-point conversion to win or lose no ties that's normally the pat collins way that two-point conversion thing may come back into play later okay this year with with pat collins uh He was a little bit of the gambler. So there's some quotes after the game. Humphrey said, we got lucky that the Northwestern state guy knocked the ball up in the air instead of batting it down and Jackie caught it on his knees.
0: You bat the fucking ball down. That's right. I I have never played D-back and I still know the answer is to knock the ball down.
1: Seriously, the Chris Berman, Tom Jackson thing in my head is just like drilled from NFL primetime growing up. It's like when they throw a hammer, what do you do? Knock it down. Just knock it down.
0: Go straight down. Go straight down.
1: They asked the coach after the game if he saw it, uh, saw the Hail Mary. (laughs) Pat Collins said, I didn't even see it. The players did because one of them hit me square in the nose. (laughs) The only reason reason he didn't break his nose because his nose had already been broken.
0: What the fuck are you guys doing out there in Monroe? Monroe, baby. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Didn't you hear me earlier? It's Haymakers Only mode.
1: So I'm going to give you a little ominous thing here. The close call in Natchitoches should have been cause for concern, but NLU was too busy celebrating to notice. The demons had NLU dead to rights and were a fourth and two conversion away from winning. The next oh, game. Wait, this is wait, this is
0: this is behind the music where like the the thing turns. <laughs> where, yeah, I know I know that I know
1: I know this part of the story. NLU loses the first game of the season the next week. They got up to rank two and then they crashed and burned after the win at Northwestern State. They lost 48-28. At Lamar San against Humphrey. A
0: team, a team that wouldn't exist four years from now. Lamar shit canned their program in '90.
1: Yeah, but it's back now in the Southland
0: again. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like this program would not exist three years from now,
1: and they hung, they 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 outscored you by 20. Yes, there was a little bit of a problem with the quarterback. San Humphreys threw three interceptions, and the coach decided to start backup Walt Pythian the following week against Georgia Southern, the defending national champions.
2: Uh oh. We've got a quarterback controversy. So
1: ULM was running the one back offense, right? Yeah. And they're going to play the crazy option team of Georgia Southern. They mm-hmm. decided, hey, let's let's do this uh let's do this option thing too. Let's do Georgia Southern's game and we're gonna run the option. And it worked. Pythian's running ability added another dimension to the NLU offense, and Georgia Southern left Malone Stadium with a twenty six to seventeen loss. What the
0: fuck is going on here?
1: I have no idea how you just change your whole offense in a week and they beat number eight, Georgia Southern. They bump Ow. back up to number three after this one. Doesn't make any sure. sense. right? Sure. Yeah, sure. Sure why, sure. why not? Why not? Nothing makes sense in this season. So they decide to go with Pythian again, this time against the raging Cajuns in Malone Stadium.
0: They don't lose this game in their beautiful national championship season. Do they?
1: They do. They don't lose. Oh my God. They do. They this is lose. the
0: UMass thing all over again.
1: Holy they shit. They lose oh to the Ragin' Cajuns with a quarterback controversy. They have Pythian fumbling all over the place in the rain. Oh, yeah. All night. The
0: option in the rain. rain.
1: God,
2: oh, my God.
1: Also, I have to note that the Ragin' Cajuns at this time, they were division one. They were not one double A. Oh, so they're huh. not FCS. So huh. they were division one. They tried to go back and forth between Humphreys and Pythian in this game and it didn't work
0: (laughs) (laughs) running fucking single back and triple oh my god they tried to go back and
1: forth they were down six nothing at halftime they took the lead seven six but then you know the cajuns just pulled away in the second half and and they put that away The stats for humphreys in this game were just awful i think he went eight for 20 for 73 yards pythian (laughs) just could not do anything either even in the yearbook the yearbook gave them gave the cajuns a headline that said cajuns cook
0: I'm glad I know this story ends well. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that right there, that sucks.
1: It's it's yeah. pretty messed up. So now it's good though. Their two losses were where? Out of conference.
0: Oh, oh. yeah.
2: Because 87% of the people they played were in conference.
1: That's right. Lamar
0: was in Lamar was on their way. Okay.
1: Back to the Adam Hunsucker piece, which is again amazing if you want to read it. He goes back to Collins and he says, Now I got a problem. You want to talk sleepless nights. It was horrible. The quarterback coach Lane said, we were seeing some defensive coverages that we hadn't exposed the kids to at this point, And Stan started throwing too many interceptions. As a result, we had egg on our face as a staff and Stan got too much of the blame. Collins uh, said, I told all the coaches in our meeting after the raging Cajuns loss, this wasn't going to work. Then I called Stan and made sure he understood that I didn't care if he threw five interceptions. He wasn't coming out unless the bone was coming through the skin. Oh no. So they put oh, Stan Humphreys oh. back in as the quarterback, the starting quarterback here. Humphreys back in the lineup uh, for a visit from McNeese State, the Cowboys, on Halloween night. an NLU torched the Cowboys 37-10 behind 382 yards passing and three touchdowns from Stan Humphreys. Ma-
2: Hell yeah. Mike
1: Manzulo caught a 72-yard touchdown pass, and Humphreys tied a school record with nine straight completions. I'm gonna leave that sentence there. A school record was tied with nine straight completions. I don't know what the record is now. I hope it's more than nine. Look, nine or nine's really good. Not flashy, just not consistent. Not consistent, very consistent. Just nine in a row. It's fine. Who needs double digits if you're if you're a ULM fan? Who needs ten straight completions as a ULM fan? If somebody wants to search this, you can go right ahead. NLU has had made its uh, way out of the hornet's nest unscathed. In conference, I'll say that. uh, Collins began to think there was something to this team of destiny thing when NLU began prepping for Division I Southern Miss. Wait, this is 87. This is Brett Favre Southern Miss. It is Brett Favre Southern Miss, and he was right. NLU beat Brett Favre in the Golden Eagles 34-24, the victory for that year for a 1AA FCS team over a 1A team with a winning record. They went to Hattiesburg and took it to the Golden Eagles and Brett Favre.
2: So it looks like I'm seeing an article on ULM's website that says that their, the current record for ULM's consecutive completions is 15. Okay.
1: We, we've, thank God we've got, got it. After,
2: okay. And this is as of July 16th. It looks like of this year.
1: Okay. okay. Who is it? Yeah, Caleb Evans or Chandler Rogers?
2: Oh, no. It's Trey Ravel. So who knows when this was?
1: Oh, it could have been 2012. Who knows?
2: Yeah, put your put yours on your things.
1: <laughs> uh, ULM was not great at that stuff. It it was tough to dig up. After that win, they moved up to third. And they Ooh. And they, we're back at third again. This this spot has not been great. No, not good. And they welcome North Texas State to Malone oh, Stadium.
0: F- fucking hell. Now now we throw the now we throw dice cuz That's right. This has been the get right team or mm-hmm. the team that fucking destroys your season.
1: But guess what? They get wrong Guess what? North Texas State shows up twice in the season for ULM. God, of course they did. That's right. The mean green, the Eagles at the time.
2: Get right, get wrong. You're going to fucking get it.
1: As Pat Collins said previously in the game before, he was starting to believe in this team of destiny thing. NLU was up 24-7 in this game. And North Texas State comes all the way back to make it 24-23 with a minute 23 to play.
2: Oh, my God. They
1: doink the extra point. Yes! <laughs> NLU wins 24-23, and they clinch a share of the Southland title. And this this is ranked North Texas,
0: This is a ranked. sentence that is a, is a real fucking sentence I just said.
1: That's right. Number 12, North Texas State, at number three, NLU, they doink an extra point and NLU clinches a share of the Southland title and they get uh an automatic berth to the FCS playoffs what a what a way what a way to get it honestly <laughs> their final game of the season they welcome their 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 arch nemesis I'm not going to say this rivalry name because it's really bad yep can't do that can't do that one mm-hmm. uh very bad rivalry name Arkansas state comes to Malone Stadium
0: now and- listeners if you were listening with us in the fall we need to be very clear here that no matter how bad arkansas state is ulm loses to them yeah this this is a cursed this is a cursed rivalry game
1: you know at one point ulm and arkansas state would go back and forth and there would be some wins but since like 2008 it's uh, hell. it it's 13 straight for arkansas state
0: it's just hell and this is and, and arkansas state's been real bad
1: arkansas last state last couple of years they, they've been, and, and and ulm just can't do it for some other just can't beat them but I'm seeing a 13 year win streak. Yes, right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ongoing. Ooh. Yes. I, I have a good bet later on for this year when ULM does play Arkansas State. North Texas State is hoping for Arkansas State to beat NLU to clinch the outright Southland Conference title. North Texas State was probably happy when Arkansas State went up twenty one nothing in this game. <laughs> oh no. 21 0. A touchdown for, for Kimball in the first quarter, and then two touchdowns for Arkansas State. 21-0 in the second quarter. But guess what? NLU was not done. Once it started, it blew exhaust fumes all over Arkansas State. That's what the newspaper says. I didn't just make that up. Uh, they rallied from a 21 nothing deficit, and they won 31-21. So they rattled off 31 straight points to win the outright Southland Conference Championship. They That's will a, learn wow. who they will play next in the NCAA Division 1AA playoff. NLU expects to be the number two seed and should host a first-round game this Saturday.
2: God bless 1AA, because now we don't have to do 47 articles about will they get to go to a bowl
1: That's game. right. Mm-hmm. Again, this is why I kind of end it. You get some finality. You get some. You <laughs> get some closure. Other teams, you don't necessarily get that. Guess what? You know the team that just doinked the field goal, uh, doinked an extra point? They're coming Mm -hmm. back to you in the first round. North Texas State is coming back to Malone Stadium in the first round of the playoffs. So a team that just basically probably should have forced a tie or whatnot in the game. And that's who you open up your playoffs with. Humphreys throws for 237 yards. And NLU, this is what they put in the paper. NOU avenged a one point regular season win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Close enough. It's close enough. But they won 30 to 9. They oh, okay. blew him out. out over North Texas in the first round. The kicker Teddy Garcia kicked three field goals, which was kind of a precursor of things to come. Teddy Garcia, he's gonna become a, a very important figure in this FCS playoff run. So I got an article from Bill Campbell from the Shreveport Times. He's basically saying this. He's almost like crowning ULM already here. It, it's crazy. So it says, as Northeast Louisiana University was whipping up on North Texas State again in Malone Stadium. Woo! Again, again, it's a very strong. Here. Again, Yeah, I mean, no. The thought that had once been a dream continued to come in focus. Is this a national championship team? Has NLU created a monster of an offense that won't eventually turn on itself like so many high-powered attacks always do?
2: God, this feels like unsinkable shit. shit Oh, yeah.
1: No, this this
0: is—oh, my beautiful Titanic.
2: It's fine.
1: (laughs) Can this defense, straight from the mold of Northeast traditional punishing defenses, always keep its opponents at bay? Even when the offense struggles, like it did when it committed turnovers in each of its first five possessions two weeks ago against Arkansas State. Oh, fucking hell.
2: Snake bit.
1: Can Teddy Garcia's long range right foot always be counted on to get three or six or nine or 12 points to put Oh, let's LAU call, over call the, the top
0: down here. Call the fuck down oh my 12, God. 12 point field goals. Uh, like like That's amount,
1: amount of points that the field goal kicker would get here. So, God damn. It feels like this guy Just the biggest curse. I mean Bill Campbell, I don't know where he went. I don't know. But it feels like he's a little bit of a Louisiana Tech fan here. Or maybe a Raging Cajun fan. He's trying to jinx. And he's like, hey, they're playing like a national champ. They should probably win it here, right? Next up, they play Eastern Kentucky in Malone. The the Colonels? The Colonels. That's right. Clutch kicking Oh, Jesus. Clutch kicking became indispensable piece to NLU's national title run. Garcia missed two field goals and had a PAT blocked next week against Eastern Kentucky. So the jinx of Bill Campbell coming through here, but he came through with a 48 yarder to give NLU a 33-32 win. Jackson from earlier, as I mentioned, he said, all we had to do was cross the 50-yard line and we were getting points. That's how good Teddy was and how much confidence we had in him. This is probably my favorite quote from the coach Pat Collins about the kicker. Here he says, I didn't know Teddy was alive at first because he played soccer. <laughs> That's
0: so fucking 80s, like just like, oh, oh the fucking God. soccer shit is. I don't know, I don't know. What this
1: is. But I remember the first time I heard him kick a football, you could tell he was something special from the sound of that ball. So what, what did
2: you do? Like you kicked it and went whoop, 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 whoop,
1: whoop. whoop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. So it says Garcia lifts NLU past Eastern Kentucky 33-32. Uh Teddy Garcia booted a 48-yarder with 14 seconds remaining as NLU edged past Eastern Kentucky 33-32 Saturday afternoon in the NCAA Division 1AA quarterfinals. Quarterback Stan Humphrey passed for 486 yards oh, damn, woo. and threw for four touchdowns. To drive northeast into position for the game-winning field goal, he completed five of eight passes for 65 yards to drive to east to drive Eastern Kentucky from its own to drive from its own 12-yard line to the 32 for Garcia Garcia's game-winning kick. Uh, Humphreys connected on 33 out of 51 passes for a school record. Then That's added, then added 35 rushing yards as the team set a school record for offensive yardage. At 521 yards. That's some. Yeah, that's a lot of yards. Just wait until we get a little bit further into the playoffs here. So this is a one-point win. One point win by the skin of their teeth. They survive number seven Eastern Kentucky. The next week, they're welcoming in number four, Northern Iowa to Monroe.
0: The Panthers?
1: Yes, you and I. Bill Campbell is back again. Let's curse him, Bill. Bill, Bill, I don't know. He's a little bit of a hater. But, you know, this is his byline. Somehow, NLU dodges the bullets. If Pat Collins and NLU were ever going to get stabbed with their own knife, it would have happened Saturday. This is a team that can't lose despite itself. This is a team that has pulled out five victories under circumstances when victory was seriously in doubt. This is a team that has a flair for the dramatic no matter what it takes. But most importantly, this is a team that will play for the NCAA Division One AA National Championship next week in Pocatello, Idaho, against Marshall University. So there's another newspaper article that says, NOU destined for one AA final. Garcia's field goal caps a double OT win, 44-41.
0: Another such a stupidly close game.
1: <laughs> well, let me explain a little bit further here. So I'm, I'm kind of doing like that movie thing where I give you the ending yeah. You know, up front and then I I go back in time to f- tell you how we got there. Thanks Chris <laughs> Thanks Chris Nolan. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a a little Oppenheimer-esque a little bit, I guess. Maybe our, you know, uh NOU begins. We can go with that. NOU was up 35 to 14 late. And then they f- in the game. and then they fucked it. And then they fucked it. This is fun. Northern Iowa came back down from 35-14. It was 35-33. But then, and I know you scored a touchdown to make it 41-33, right? Mm-hmm. The coach decided to go for two, up eight. Why? 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 <laughs> Why? Did, did, did the card not exist yet? No, the card did not exist. There was not necessarily. But again, two-point conversions very important in this season. So this two-point conversion not going on but this is a, no thoughts just fine this is an article uh, this is further down from the article from bill campbell i'm just going to read this part here but gross decision making errors on the part of the NLU coaching staff are uncommon or an uncommon occurrence. Whatever demon possessed Collins to go for a two point conversion with an eight point lead in the fourth quarter released him just in time to see Stephon Avery break up a Northern Iowa pass in the end zone and a 38 yard field goal attempt by Danny Helmer to scoot too far to the left, preserving the victory. How? Yeah. It should have never been. It should have never been. Never happened. Right. So in overtime, mm-hmm. in overtime, Northern Iowa dro- drove down to NLU's three-yard line. They fumbled and they recovered. So the overtime in the FCS is basically the overtime that we get nowadays in college football. You start at the twenty-five-yard line, right? Okay. Yeah. Everybody gets a turn, right? So they get a fumble in the first OT. You know, basically all uh, all NLU needs is 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 to get a field goal, right? But Coach Pat Collins just sends the kicker out right away to kick a 41-yarder, like he doesn't attempt Wait, to gain you, any yards. Are you? I'm not kidding. Oh my you. God.
2: Uh, college kickers clap, clap,
1: clap, clap, clap. So they sent him out right away in the first OT to win the game. They didn't even attempt to play, and then the, of course Teddy misses the field goal. So now we go At to. Least they t-
2: didn't punt on first down. That's true.
1: Now we go to double overtime. Um, guess what? NLU doesn't gain any yards in double OT. And and Teddy's got to kick another 41-yard field goal.
0: Oh fucking hell.
2: Oh no.
1: But he makes this one. <laughs> Redemption. Oh. Thank God. Redemption. And then on their turn, Northern Iowa misses the 38 yarder in double OT. In NLU. <laughs> Thank God. Thank wins God. The game. Oh my God. Thank God. Collins uh, it reached a, again, this is, this is from the Adam Hunsucker piece. It says, I was already getting cussed at in the stands when I sent Teddy in there in OT. He looked startled, and that kind of bothered me a bit. I didn't prep Teddy for that situation, and that was my fault. Uh, I understand the cussing, because I am cussing at you for going for two when you're up eight. What are you doing? Why? Thank God that... <laughs> and you won this game. Uh, Jackson said, we had confidence about us. That was just weird. It never crossed our minds that we would lose. I guess you could say we didn't know any better, but we just went on to the next one. But after that, skin of the teeth win against Northern Iowa. National title game. They're going to Pocatello, Idaho, baby. Going to Pocatello. I'm going to Pocatello. Said no one ever. Uh, I don't know. Oh, actually, yeah, hold Uh, up. Yeah, never mind. Maybe there could be a pilgrimage for me at some point in time. There's some some articles here, and I love this. It's like, fans that couldn't pick out Idaho on a map were now making travel plans to follow (laughs) (laughs) NLU to the ASISU mini-dome in Pocatello. It's now known as Holt Arena. What
0: is Is the little dome? The Associated Students of Idaho State University.
1: Yes, the Associated students of Idaho State University Minidome. Uh, a year later, it was called Holt Arena. It's still known as Holt Arena.
2: I'm just sad they didn't name it St. Francis of Assisi.
1: <laughs> so Tubbs, the linebacker, said, Everybody jumped on the bandwagon. The sportscasters were even wearing our jerseys on the news. We weren't just winning, but the way we were winning games made people want to be a part of it. I
2: mean, after it was over, maybe. During it, it seems like it would have been very
1: stressful. Very stressful. Very stressful. Jackson said, this was before there were eight different ESPN channels for a school like ours to to be on TV playing for the national championship. Mm -hmm. It was just a huge deal back then.
0: That's
1: that's crazy. This is, this is kind of one of my favorite parts here. I'm just going to say this about the season. We got some stuff after this, but this is, this is great. The standing room only crowd at the NLU quarterback club luncheon after this game presented Collins with a little perspective, the week of the national championship game. Coach Collins gets up and he says, oh, I'm sorry, Coach Collins uh, just talking about it. This guy gets up while I'm at the podium and tells everyone I'm the greatest coach in the country. The whole crowd is giving me a standing ovation and Benny Hollis, the athletic director, is laughing. Benny later told me that the same guy sat in his office last year and wanted me fired. <laughs> <laughs> That's reality right there. Yep beautiful that's how it goes that's right NOU fans a little crazy the national championship game is ulm or nou versus marshall in in idaho so we did this for the previous you know best season of all time for somebody else right guess yes, what yes we did monroe to pocatello idaho is 1654 miles 25 hours of driving huntington west virginia to pocatello is 1,845 miles, 27 hours of driving. This was the first appearance for NLU in the Division One AA championship game. The Thundering Herd, second in the SoCon, defeated James Madison, Weaver State, and they got revenge on top seed App State, the SoCon champions, to reach the final. They had lost to App State earlier that year, and they got them. They got them in the semis to make it here. So this was the first appearance for Marshall in a Division 1AA championship game too. So you got two first timers. Both thrilled to go to Pocatello. It's a sentence you really don't hear too often. And
0: that's it is a it is a it hits the ears real yeah, weird. It's
1: very weird. I am excited. So I have the Wikipedia link in there. The Marshall Thundering Herd and their high octane offense where NLU's opponent in Pocatello. Quarterback for Marshall tony peterson was the mvp of the socon and marshall had two all-americans in wide receiver mike barber and tight end sean doctor I-, I hope sean doctor became a doctor i don't know if he did or not but it'd be great if it was like i am dr sean doctor
0: hey bath that coach of that george george champ the coach of marshall uh, yeah his first head coaching job iup baby heck yeah Crimson hawks caw Won some conference, won some PSAC titles with that, with the uh, Crimson Hawks.
2: Hell yeah. That's what we love to hear.
0: By we, you mean like four people, but yes. Yes. The four people yeah. that know, four people know that I, what IUP is and what the PSAC is, yes.
2: Yeah, not not IUPUI, the other one.
0: The other one. The less known one. oh, oh. It's not my fault you guys named fucking your, your university after four states. Well, yeah. There doesn't need to be an Indiana, Pennsylvania. Definitely. I'm about to I'm about to start
2: Texas University of
1: Pennsylvania.
2: Pennsylvania. Tops to u p Yep, top of the morning to <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> What's the mascot? Go Beth.
2: Um, it's just a cockney kid that looks like it's one of Fagan's gang from
0: Oliver. Done. Perfect. <laughs> Got it in one.
2: Yep. It's it's the Tup University pickpockets. <laughs>
0: chimney sweeps It's the chimney sweeps yeah,
2: the, chimney the chimney sweeps.
1: i don't even uh, i don't even see the logo right now but in my head i want to bevel it yeah, oh, yeah. I, I totally want to bevel a chimney sweep i don't i mean uh, can i get an image from like was that fiddler on the roof <laughs> no close no no, oh, no not, fiddler. not fiddler which one
2: this is the, uh that, i think i know how your brain went it, there is I, it poppins
1: I was, yeah okay yeah it was yeah. a musical sorry it was. Right. At least I didn't it say was. cat on a hot hey, tin roof. Hey, hey Beth, just, hey Beth I, we're,
0: we're we're working on our Mary Poppins Fiddler on the Roof mashup. Yes, I'm very I'm very excited about this. Now.
2: Me too. Yep.
0: Poppins
1: on the roof.
2: Yep. Okay. We're gonna do the bottle. Bit. We're doing the bottle dance on a chimney. Yeah.
0: But but we gotta get Dick Van Dyke back.
2: Oh boy, that accent is gonna be a horror show. It's
0: gonna be great. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for Cockney Russian. Yeah. Cockney Russian. Uh, uh,
2: uh, Jewish Cockney Russian. Yeah. Perfect.
0: Yiddish, thats
1: what I was looking for. Yes. All right, back to the the national title game, the one eight title game.
2: Here. a little. Bit. <laughs> All right. Hi, Wayne. All right,
1: you anyway. win. You can't even spell that for the title, Jordan. No, I can't. I can't use it. <laughs> but hold on, uh, we may have some stuff in a uh, yearbook that I found for the title competing a little bit. Lately. Okay, there we go. All right, we should Perfect. be good there. So the FCS title game. Again, one double A title game, whatever you want to call it. At halftime, NLU was up 21-13 at halftime. But after the half, Marshall dropped 29 points on NLU in the third quarter, and they took a lead, 42-28 entering in the fourth quarter. Uh, oh no! The linebacker, Tubbs, said, those guys gave us fits. It seemed like the whole game we kept trying to come up with stops, and we didn't have a lot of them. Collins said at the end of the the third quarter, he looked at John Clement and he asked him if we were going to be satisfied with just getting here. That's how we were playing. We had a chance to win the whole thing and let people buzz for years and years about it. I'm not saying that speech made us win the game, but I remember that critical situation we were in.
2: I'm not saying that speech made us win the game, but I'm not not saying that. Pat
1: Collins is maybe (laughs) claiming that his speech at the end of the third quarter after they gave up 29 points to Marshall, made them win the game.
2: We out here playing talk
1: ball. Mm-hmm. Collins decided if NLU was going to lose, it would go down with its best player. The quarterback coach Lane put Humphreys, put the game in Humphreys' hands and gave him the freedom to change plays at the line of scrimmage. NLU got a TD early in the fourth quarter and went for two to get it. And they got it. Ooh. Now they're only down six. So, again, this random, weird two-point conversion, this hot, contested thing of debate nowadays, when somebody is down 14, what do you do in the fourth quarter? Do you go for the two-point conversion to give you a chance, uh, give yourself a chance at the win? Or do you just normally kick the extra point and then go for the tie to send it in overtime? Uh, NOU, maybe a little bit ahead of the times on advanced metrics. I'm just going to give a little credit here to go for two. Because they don't have the card. There is no card. There is no card. Uh, They were able to get a stop against Marshall. Uh, And then they drove back down the field and Stan Humphreys, not not fleet of foot. Fooled two Marshall defenders with a pump fake. I'm sorry. Fooled two Marshall defenders with a pump fake and sprinted three yards to the pylon and delivered the game winning score with seven minutes and 19 seconds to go. NLU up 43, 42, seven minutes oh. and 19 seconds. Are you,
2: Oh my God. you got
1: that much time? They, they got to hang on. I'd be ill. I would be ill watching this game. So the quarterback coach said, I told Stan on the phone from the press box that if I called a run to change it to his favorite pass play, he was, get, <laughs> he was getting hot. And the strength of our team was throwing the ball. Humphrey said, I didn't scramble like that very much, but what we, but we did what we had to do to win the game. There were so many big plays. I broke the 1AA record for passing yards in the game, and then Tony, the other quarterback for Marshall, broke it on the very next series (laughs) in the same game. (laughs) That's how back and forth it was. Humphrey's final stat line of the game was 26 for 43 for 436 yards and three touchdowns. Marshall had one last chance to win the game with a minute 39 to go. They were at NLU's 39-yard line. Peterson started the drive with an incompletion and then he was sacked by Troy Brown. Safety Perry Harper then intercepted a pass intended for Barber on the very next play.
0: Oh my God. And
1: NLU prevailed to win the game 43 42 and were crowned national champions. Like so many
0: of the games this wow. season were one point or two point games.
1: It's just insane. Oh. So NLU finished with a record of 13 2 an undefeated 6-0 mark in the Southland Conference, and their last three playoff wins were by a combined five points.
0: I'm going to throw up. I'm going to fucking throw up. On
1: the way to the national title. So the linebacker Tubbs said, Perry was the last guy anyone expected to make a play to win the national championship, especially Coach Collins. (laughs) So Collins said, Perry and I had disagreements. I tried to find someone to replace him the whole time he was here. He intercepted the ball to win the game. And I'm thinking to myself, aren't you glad you didn't? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to throw the box score here. Enjoy. Wait.
0: What? Marshall. So Marshall had three interceptions through three, through, through three picks and lost a fumble. Yeah. And L.U. has five fumbles and loses four of them. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Marshall has. 11 penalties for 104 yards yep. as well the ball just didn't stop moving this game
1: no nope n- nothing not at all i mean marshall had 474 yards passing And know you had 436 yards passing both oh teams God. had 28 first downs each i mean both teams only punted the ball three times imagine you're watching like penn state
0: football in this time period yeah and it's just like 300 rushing yards a game and you watch this mm. and it is just like like a shot of fucking adrenaline in the arm
1: that's right i i mm. imagine you know if you're watching this on espn it, it, it's it's kind of almost the the adrenaline shot to your heart from pulp fiction yes like you're just watching you know three yards in the cloud of dust and then you're watching this game <laughs> what a shock to your system I can't,
3: That's amazing just
1: incredible After the game, Tommy Jackson, uh, in the the Adam Hansucker piece, he said, we're the only football program in the state other than LSU that has won a Division I national championship. That puts NLU in some rarefied air. True statement. Uh, Humphrey said after the game, it seemed like it took forever when the game was over before we got to the locker room. Coach Collins stayed back with us, and we talked him into stopping to get beer before we got on the plane. Everything was closed, but some guys came prepared. (laughs) Yeah, they did. All right. This is going to get incredibly northeastern Louisiana here in these next two quotes. Okay. All right. Tubbs, the linebacker says, I still got this picture of me walking down the plane with a bottle of champagne in my hand. Tommy Jackson and I got to my apartment, loaded our gear, and we went duck hunting. That's how that we celebrated. Do? That's how we celebrated the national championship. We went duck hunting. Okay. Hell yeah. Jackson said we stopped to get a copy of the newspaper. It wasn't out yet. So we settled for some beer and went to the duck camp. That's
0: that's northern Louisiana as hell.
1: That is. Again, this is why mm-hmm. you see that duck dynasty jersey. Like that that should be like a permanent ultimate jersey. I'm
0: believing it now.
1: Yeah, you believe it now, right? So Pat Collins was named the 1987 Coach of the Year by the Football News and the CBS Sports and Chevrolet. Apparently, I don't, I don't know why like Chevrolet's on this trophy, but this is a fancy ass trophy. It's really nice. It is, it is super There's nice. There's a lot going on. Seriously, and I mean, like I would be very honored to win this this thing. I mean, you got a national championship trophy, and then like I feel like that coaches of the year trophy is better than the actual national championship trophy for the FCS. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For real. So I started digging in the ULM or the NLU yearbook at the time, and so I wanted to uh, dig here. And apparently, the Beach Boys came to Monroe, Louisiana, in 1987.
2: Why not, Mike Love? What are you wearing?
0: I have no idea. They were trying to be very 80s. This is I can see that. Don't you? You like the Beach Boys went through a really weird thing in the 80s. I mean, the Beach Boys went
2: through a really weird thing like three times. Yeah, they did have an album called Pet Sounds.
0: Forgot about that. I forgot about
1: that. (laughs) You know, at this time, they were singing about Kokomo. But, I mean, I really think the song should be that's where we want to go, way down to Monroe. But, you know, it could have worked out. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I want to take you. That's where we want to go, way down to Monroe. There is a really suggestive picture here that I got from uh, the yearbook where uh, he's riding uh, a mechanical bull, but... It's sexy. it, It doesn't necessarily give that impression. In his jean shorts, I believe. I'm I, not sure. I guess so. I don't know why you would put that picture in the yearbook. So my favorite article from the yearbook is something called nightlife.
0: God. And the, <laughs> every time I find something like this in the fucking yearbooks, it's always just
1: a complete mess. <laughs> this is so oh, no. all right. All right. This, this is gonna be great. I, I'm 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 not I may undersell it, but this is this is probably I can't wait to say this out loud because because I, I lost it when I said some of this stuff out loud. Uh, so the headline in the yearbook, it says, Nightlife, weekend gives chance to catch up, comma, relax. So the beginning of the article, it says, when asked to describe a college student's life in less than three words, criminal justice freshman Todd Richard said, that can be done in one word, poverty. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. Uh, that's the first one. The 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 yearbook author continued, Nevertheless, Northeast Louisiana university students didn't let a shortage of cash hamper their nightlife during the past year. They found fun no matter what the cost in Monroe, where the sidewalks roll up at midnight, uh, there's not always, uh, that was not always easy to do. I'm sorry. So that in Monroe where the sidewalks roll up at midnight, that was not always easy to do. Mm -hmm. I do what all good Monroeans do for fun at night said disgruntled english junior john lorio i get in fights pick up girls and shop for bows bow and arrow bows uh maybe to go duck hunting i don't know
2: duck murder what
1: the
0: i love there are a lot of things i like to do too
2: Mm -hmm. get in fights no internet fights yeah pick
0: up girls i'm too old for that shop for bows like man the last time i one of the last times i held a gun i shot my grandpa i feel like i'm not
1: (laughs) I hope he's. All, I hope he was okay.
0: It was. It was a. B, yep. It was a BB gun. It ricocheted, it ricocheted off a wall. I was aiming at cans. I was like five. Was aiming at cans on a wall. Shot low. Ricochet hit him in the arm. <laughs> then once you've hunted human, yeah. hunt, hunting sort of like just doesn't do it for me anymore.
2: All right, Henry James. Yeah, I have here playing the most dangerous game. Yeah, I, I had the, the BB gun. I
0: had
1: the bloodlust
0: to that point. <laughs> the
1: hunger, as they call it,
2: it's never stopped me. But you know, different strokes for different yeah, folks. Yeah, right. I guess. Exactly.
1: So the next part in this thing, it says, Sharon Salinas, Spanish senior, responded similarly to the nightlife question. Nightlife and fun row? What I do at night is plan out of town trips for the weekends. Damn.
2: What do you do at night? Leave. I'm (laughs) planning to get the fuck out
1: of here. Like Salinas, many NLU students said they went elsewhere for nightlife opportunities. Trips to Shreveport, even New Orleans and Baton Rouge were fairly common. Most, however, found things to do in Monroe, whether simply watching the VCR at home, going out to eat, dancing at a nightclub, or attending a sporting event. I usually go to Private Eyes or Enox if they have a good band lined up, said Kevin O'Wark, uh, the criminal justice senior. I'm gonna give a shout out to Enox. I think Enox is still around. Oh my God. I mean, if Enox is still around, it, it's basically an institution in Monroe, Louisiana at this at point. Enox
0: pub and grill irish pub and grill yep the irish Hell pub Oh yeah
1: it's still there it's still there it's still there it is still there uh there, there's been it's it's right off of like louisville avenue which they call it a little bit different there in monroe maybe that's why i got it all messed up there you go but you know again enox um
2: they still host bands They three for places that still have live music they still fuck yeah enox. it is
1: it is kind of like you know an institution in monroe if you go to ulm like enox is is, is kind of the spot you know, another another person says, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the only place to go is Enochs. Jermaine said, That's where the real people are. That's where the pe- the real Monroeans are. <laughs> I've still died laughing. It's just like I mean, like the poverty guy gets me. And then the, the one that says I get in fights, pick up girls and shop for bows. And then the other one's like, I get the hell out of time. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't oh God. I got. Yeah. I gotta make. I gotta
0: make a shirt in ULM colors or a sticker that says like three things to do: getting fights, pick up girls, shop for bows.
1: Uh, also, apparently at the time, if you scroll a little bit further down, they had a barber on campus. I mean, if I was the guy getting my haircut in this picture, I, I probably would have said, "Please don't use this picture."
2: Yeah if i was the person doing the hair cutting i probably would say please don't use this picture yeah. that
0: comb over is real rough that hair is just trying so hard to cover so much space
1: yeah there was a. yeah man i i, I ain't even gonna name this person but like no don't no do don't, that. Think. don't do that not gonna do it.
2: it he's doing the best that he can he's got a couple hairs that go in and out a few times mm-hmm. yeah
1: i mean no definitely then you got uh head coach pat collins just just in this crazy, amazing Monroe, like, you know, NLU tracksuit. Just, oh, that's so good. Beautiful, 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 like the maroon and, and like the yellow with the lettering on it. it just, just squatting on the sidelines with the, the classic Nike, um, like turf cleats. Just amazing. Mm-hmm. Also, there, there's an article which, which amazing. I found the ULM water ski team article in there. Nice. And it said, <laughs> it said eight is enough. Nope. Question mark? The water ski team begs to differ, and so there's this lady just with the classic '80s one piece swimsuit, just holding her foot up with the water ski thing on and Bayou des fan- Do it fancy style, yeah. Fancy style, yeah. That that was their that was their uh ninth national title in 1987 for the water ski team. They they're at 29. Maybe one day they'll, they'll get the thirty, but it's it's been a few years since they they've they've gotten a national title. But hopefully they can get back on track. I got some. I mean,
2: she is she is leggings away from sweating it to the oldies, except she is water skiing at the I
1: time. Mean, her hair is like perfect too. So I don't even know what uh-huh. that. I don't even know what that hairspray was. I mean, it had to be like you know Aquanet or something like that. Oh, something it sure. was
0: it was it was fucking destroying the ozone layer.
1: That's right. It was oh, yeah. just like
0: eating a hole straight into it
1: for real. I got some pictures from the uh, Holt Arena or the ASISU Mini Dome. It-, it shows the final score. Those are great shots,
0: man. Those are really good for for bit... eighty. Again, like
1: eighty seven, not that far ago.
0: But like these, I've, after swimming through so many fucking yearbooks, like I have the last couple months, these are great shots.
1: Yeah, there was a section in the yearbook. It just says it says memories of Pocatello, and there's pictures of of them holding the banner when they were getting off the plane. At like three in the morning, coming back to Monroe, uh, everybody just meeting them there, and you know, really, uh, it's just an incredible thing. And you can see the scoreboard; it just says home and guest. It doesn't even say like their name. Again, to end this best season of all time for teams who were below 500 all time, uh, on on kind of a little bit of a high note, a national championship, national championship. We know we had, you know, one for like UMass. You know, other ones, we had to yell at them to claim it. But this one was earned in probably the most ridiculous Sickos fashion ever with, again, their last three Mm -hmm. games winning by a combined five points.
2: As Mike Love says, when some loud braggart tries to put you down and says his school is great, you tell him right away. Now, what's the matter, buddy? Ain't you heard of my school? It's number one in the state. Be true to your school, ULM.